service. All right, Betty, you there? Yes, I'm here. Leo, you there? I'm here. For introducing authentic realness. Hello, hello, and hello again. We are back for yet another episode of our Authentic Realness Podcast. Realness. And I'm the one and only Aaron R. Plush. Happy to be back for another episode. Excited about the topic for tonight and actually excited about our journey. We are in our 40s when it comes to our episodes. And you just think it seems like just yesterday that we started off with the blog and moved on to the podcast. And here we are. 40 plus episodes in and certainly we have our game plan to move to video when the time is right and certainly excited that you all have decided to entertain us and to go on this journey with us. Theo, what's going on, sir? You know, another another day, another another moment to be grateful. Not another day, another dollar? Nah, <laughs> not another day, it. another dollar, but another day to be grateful. <laughs> Fair enough. So we're still in that gratitude going back to April at this point. Oh, for sure. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Anything front of mind you want to share with the audience? No, not at the moment. Good deal. Well, let's jump in. And our topic for tonight is, yes, I, too, can be wrong. Or, yes, you, too, can be wrong, will be wrong. And it's okay. And what we want to talk about tonight is a level of accountability as well as ownership. And you think about holistically our lives from the vantage point of we always want to be right. We, we do everything that we can to be right. But the harsh reality is that we are sometimes just going to get things wrong. The thing about getting things wrong, though, is all about everything that you do after that happens. And I think about the level of maturity it takes to completely own something. That when you're wrong, it's so much easier just to own it and own it fully. It's no, not anybody else's fault. There's no soliloquies of adding up to, well, if this person hadn't done this or if that person hadn't done that, then this wouldn't have happened. No, it's my fault. I own it. Now, what am I going to do to fix it? And this is both personally and professionally. We're going to stay on the professional side tonight, and we're going to talk about me as a consultant and the eight services that I offer. And I just want to use this as an opportunity to let current clients as well as potential clients know that I'm in the phase of life now where there's no hesitation in owning when I'm wrong about something and, and be it wrong as in making a mistake and just totally doing something wrong and or being in a situation where there's a thought that I had on Monday that was wrong. I've had an opportunity to go think about it. And on Tuesday, we'll have no problem in coming back and apologizing and saying, hey, I was absolutely wrong about that. And here's what I recommend. 
But the key thing in all of that, in both of those examples, is being positioned to one, own it, to two, apologize when necessary. And then three, defining that path of correction. And that's the part that many of us struggle with because we'd rather defer. We'd rather either push it and sweep it under the rug and just pray and hope nobody ever finds out, or it's Theo's fault. It's Fabby's fault. It's our collective fault rather than it's just straight up my fault. I have found that it's just easier to own it and to fix it. And it's just that simple. Because when we start doing this back and forth dance of why it's somebody else's fault and we start trying to justify and validate in our minds that how dare I think that Aaron Plush could be wrong about something. We're human. We're flawed. We're not going to always get things right. Now, certainly we can make every attempt to get things right as much as we can. And certainly you would want, if we're looking at percentages, you would like to want to be right more than you are wrong. But the bottom line is it happens. And I have found that we have to stop allowing our bad decisions to make situations even worse. And when you start pointing the finger, when you start making it someone else's fault, it only becomes worse. The other component that I really want us to think about is from a perspective vantage point, how things spiral when you start pointing the finger and how it oftentimes turns in to extremely radical situations that aren't even necessary. Because the bottom line is, is it really just that deep? Is it that serious? And I can tell you most of the time, the answer is no. Like we make such a big deal about the situation where we could have just simply said, hey, it's me, my bad. I'm willing to do what I have to do to fix it. Would certainly love for you to collaborate with me in the fixing process. From a consulting perspective, the great news is the work that I do, it's not life or death work. So there's nothing that I'm going to do that's going to impact somebody's life. Whereas if I don't do this, then this person is, may no longer be here. That in it itself is reason why it's not that deep. It's not that serious. Now, yes, it is my goal and objective to do things with the spirit of excellence, but I also know that I'm flawed. And in being flawed, there are going to be times that I'm going to make mistakes and there are going to be times that I'm going to be wrong. At this point of life, I'm there. Earlier career, not so much. It was not as easy earlier just to own things. And it was never that I ever wanted to sweep it under the rug, but it would always be me trying to justify and validate how Theo added to the issue, how Fabby added to the issue, how it collectively was the absence of because Theo didn't do what he was supposed to do, Fabby didn't do what she was supposed to do. That then in turn led to me not being able to do what I needed to do, and now it's their fault. Versus the bottom line is don't care how you slice or dice it, it's still yet is on me. And as a leader, it's also on me to make my team know that, hey, I'm here to support you. That 
it's always important to create environments where people know it's okay to make mistakes, but also creating environments to let them know that, hey, but when we make mistakes, we also have to have that other path of this where we take full accountability to fix. When you think about this topic, Theo, what's, what's on your mind? It immediately makes me think of... Can't hear you, sir. It immediately makes me think of a few team projects in previous work environments I was in where when the heat is on and they know we have a deadline, instead of just saying, hey, we need to deliberate or we're still working through some things, it's, well, such and such didn't do this, or such and such didn't do that, or such and such didn't do that. At the end of the day, right. they're looking for a team response. They're looking for a, a team-produced project. Pointing fingers don't do nothing but put the spotlight on yourself for them to be, look at it like, what are you doing? Are you the manager or are you part of the team? And, and even if you're the manager, you have to have accountability as well. So you, you hit the nail on the head. It's one of those situations in very certain terms when you're that person pointing the finger, you look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You look like the culprit. Because if it's a team project, I don't care who the weakest link may be, the team is failing. That's it. And if the team is failing, you are just as responsible, just as accountable as anybody else. And it's so much easier when we all just take account and just say straight up, hey, we as a team have not done what we need to do. We need an extension. And folks are more apt to provide an extension when it's not after the fact. <laughs> like it was due yesterday and you coming to me today saying you need an extension. Or it's due today and you're coming to me today saying you need an extension. When you knew two weeks ago mm -hmm. you were going to need this extension. But the whole concept of shooting straight is something that's difficult for many of us. And certainly it is something that I've found that comes with a level of maturity. And as I've stated in many occasions, maturity for me has nothing to do with age. It has to do with experience. It has to do with exposure. It has to do with accountability. It has to do with a progressed mind that is willing to acknowledge fully every aspect of self because that's when we can really grow. When you're able to look in the mirror and you're able to do that self-inventory of yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of you, that is when you will begin to see growth, maturity, success, achievement, etc. The other thing about this particular topic, even beyond team situations, Theo, what comes to mind for me are those work situations where you're an individual contributor and oftentimes you're doing work by yourself and you don't have to do a whole lot of teamwork. You, you don't manage anybody. It's like you're responsible for delivering for you. That's even more reason to come forth <laughs> when you're falling behind or when you've made a mistake, or when something isn't quite what it needs to be. Because there's definitely no deflecting that. It's, it's on you, and, and we all know it's on you. So it's so much easier from a maturity perspective. And, and even if you're looking for career advancement, that's something that's going to be looked at positively. That, yes, overall, 
Fabi is a, an amazing and excellent worker, but she's an even greater contributor to the team because of her ability to own her good times, but she's also willing to own her bad times. It's that harmony that makes such a difference. Any examples that you have that come front of mind, Theo, when it relates to this whole topic of the ownership that goes around with making mistakes or being wrong and that, yes, I too, the great Aaron Plush could be wrong or yes, Theo can be wrong or yes, Fabby can be wrong or any of us can be wrong and can get something that's not quite right when it comes to our professional lives. You know, we can use the podcast, for example, uh, early okay. on. We had an episode where we, we were a little bit ad- advantageous in how we were going to approach it, but essentially ended up falling through. Um, just not really, and from a production standpoint, for me, it's like not fully researching, where I had to make that call and be like, hey, this ain't going to work. You know, we tried it, but there's no cleaning this up. We had to find a different route of going with this one. The idea was good, but the execution was off. Yeah, and that's one of those ones from an implementation perspective that that we failed horribly, and it was the episode, just so we're clear, was the one with my barber, and I I still feel that we could have made that work. We just didn't do what we needed to do to make it work, and in turn, that is an episode. Thank you for the reminder that we do need to re-record that and and make that work. So we need to get our ducks in a row, figure out what we're going to do and, and move and progress that forward. But yes, that's a perfect example of having a great plan, but having a great plan that was not fully baked. And then one on the back end that just displayed itself to be very clear that, no, this is not going to work. And And one of the good things was that I was very clear that when I heard it, because I have a certain level of expectation that that just wasn't going to fly because I couldn't understand it. Like even with the the sound issues that I'm having with you, like, yo, I can't hear you. <laughs> so for me, it's one of those ones where it's spirit of excellence or, or let's leave it alone or let's call it out. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's get it right. And even if you think about the progression of the podcast that, when I go back listening to the sound quality of some of the earlier work, it's certainly not necessarily what it needs to be. Right now, we're in a good place, but I would be kidding myself to think that a year from now that we're not going to be even clearer than we are now, be it nothing more than the fact that technology changes, that the fact that we will be on video, that we will be more so in a studio environment that would be more conducive to producing the sound in the way that we want it. So it's a a continuum of progress, but that only comes from being critical and that only comes from owning where we are now to be able to say, hey, we're in a good place where we could be better. So that's a great example. Anything else? That's it for me. It's, it's, It's pretty clear and concise. One thing that I would like for you to lean in on, you know, from a consulting standpoint, when they call you for those services, you know, thinking of the thing that we're talking about, yes, you can too be wrong too. A lot of times when we as consumers or creatives come to a consultant, like, hey, we got an idea. Sometimes that idea 
is not fully baked. Sometimes that idea is gonna gonna have to take a couple. Nah, that's not gonna work. No, that's not gonna work. But it's okay. Can you give us a peek behind that door from a consulting standpoint of how do you handle those moments where, you know, that's not just right. It's okay. It's it's wrong, but we're gonna make it happen. Yeah, that's a loaded question, but I can give you a general response to a loaded question that could go in a lot of different directions. The bottom line for me is because I operate from a place of transparency and directness, it's going to come off that way from the rip that, hey, this is just not totally baked yet. And ultimately, we have some work to do. So one of the things that I would immediately do with the client that comes in with a, a great concept, but not quite there from an implementation standpoint is to really focus on the strategy component. And a large part of focusing on the strategy component for me comes from questions. Because ultimately at the beginning and the end of the day, it's your project, not mine. I'm here to help you connect all of the dots. And in turn in connecting the dots, there's a large part of honesty that has to happen. I always know that I'm gonna be honest one of the things that I often have to focus on is getting my clients to be honest with themselves as well as with the product that they're attempting to create. And once we can find the marriage of all of those things, we're in a good place. Yet, it definitely takes some time to get there quite often and to just button up and to conclude on your question, it's a journey. And a large part of that journey of getting to where we need to get to, to ensure that we're able to truly implement in the way that the client desires, it comes from trial and error. It comes from being truly critical in looking at it from all sides, evaluating, doing research, and truly rolling our sleeves up and, and getting into the work to be able to get to that final product that the client is desiring. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So as we conclude this particular episode about, yes, I, too, the great and amazing, wonderful Aaron Plush can be wrong, that, yes, you, every listener right now, that you, too, can be wrong, that you could make a mistake. And the true takeaway that we all want to take from this particular episode is stop making such a big deal of it. Go ahead and own it. Go ahead and work on how we're going to fix it, and let's all move on. Because it's really just that simple. Like, it really becomes a problem when we start sweeping things under the rug. It really becomes a problem when we start pointing the finger. And when we're honest, and we're truthful, and we're able to really self-evaluate, it's okay. Because none of us are perfect. We're never going to be perfect here on this side. So in turn... Own it, move forward, and it'll put us all in such a better place. And being a lifelong perfectionist, I'm telling you all, it's just not worth it. To go ahead and just like, hey, I messed up. But the key thing is how you choose to respond and how you go about fixing, that tells the core and the fabric of who you really are. Let's look to the Lord. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you yet again, God, for such a tremendous episode, God. God, we thank you for this self-reflecting episode, God, where it's one that's challenging. It's one that 
as humans, we oftentimes just want to be right. We oftentimes just don't want to make any mistakes. But the harsh reality is, is that we're flawed. And those of us who are willing, God, to acknowledge that we're not going to always get things right, but we're willing to acknowledge that we got it wrong, that we made a mistake, that we're fully and totally owning it, and then we're willing to do what we have to do to fix it. God, that's the separator. I would ask that from this episode that this might be a concept that folks may have never considered before. It may be just that answer that someone's been looking for in their career as to what's been holding them back from going from that point of being good to great. So God, I would ask that you would just continue to bless our episodes and to give us these challenging topics, God, that are beneficial to all of us. God, we would ask that you just continue to cover every person that listens to this podcast, God, because you know all about what we need, what we're desiring, God, and certainly, God, just what is still yet to come in our lives. God, we would ask that you just cover this dark world that we're living in, God, and be the light of it, because certainly we need it. God, we ask for continual favor, God, that you would just continue to bless us and our families and lead us and direct us in the way that we should go. So, God, we truly love you, we adore you, we magnify you, and it's in the glorious and magnificent name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. 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 And amen again. And to our listeners, you all are indeed the best part of this Authentic Realness Podcast, ARP. Realness. And for that, we say thank you. For those of you that are considering this amazing journey of starting your own podcast, we highly recommend Buzzsprout because of all that it does for us. And certainly if you are in any way, shape, form or fashion impressed with all the things that are going on with this podcast, know that from a platform perspective, a large part of that comes from Buzzsprout. And then ultimately ending in the way that we always do and that we've totally grown it, developed it, fine-tuned it, and now we can say it's completely and totally ours. Until next time, let us all be and stay spectacular together.